Well, look at that. You came back. We knew you'd be back again. Not the first time, not the second time, but the third time. Because that's what love will do to you. But that's also what curiosity will do to you. You want to stay connected. You want to know. Well, we have our third couple and they have not just a lot of knowledge, but just a great passion for sharing it with other people. And so our next couple is Lauren and Chappelle. They just had a baby who turned one during a pandemic. So could you imagine being in a pandemic for the first time and being a parent for the first time? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's, it's like too much. My head is about to explode. But when we tell you that these two just handled it like champs, because you know what? When we talk to them, they had their son on their lap. So you might hear him throughout this conversation, but that's all right. That's all right. We love it. We love the children here. So get into what they had to say and then stick with us because we'll be right back after you listen to, to our conversation. Welcome back to Necessity. Today we are talking to another couple about how their relationship has been impacted by the pandemic and quarantine. Um, so with us, we have Chappelle and Lauren Mallard. If you guys want to say hello and, you know, tell us how you guys met. So we met about 17 years ago. Um, I was a pre-fresh and I was visiting the school that we both graduated from. And uh, we met, became friends and then, like, after a little over a year, we started dating. And then after we graduated, we moved in together about a year and a half after that. And then we were engaged for a long time. And now we've been married for three and a half years almost. And we have a little boy who's a little over one now. Actually, he just turned one two weeks and a day ago. This cute little guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So. so what what would you say was like the one thing that you most admired? Like that that you guys can both say about each other that say, you know what? He's the one or she's the one. Um I guess I had just never felt as comfortable being myself around a person um, as I sort of learned to become with her. Um, I didn't feel a need to filter or to perform. And the more myself around her I was, I think the more myself I got to become, I grew a lot. Um, and I think, you know, in good and bad and my strengths and weaknesses, but just being being honest about that um, in such a way that I think it allowed my strengths to, to develop and for me to more honestly engage like what my weaknesses are. Um, and I just enjoy being around her. Like, we just click. She's an easy person for me to talk to. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, not to jump ahead, but I think with everything that's going on right now, 
Yeah, boo boo. Yeah, you want to talk too? Um, I think with everything that's going on right now, um, one of the blessings has been like having a person that is so easy for me to connect to, um, and I still want to talk to on a regular basis. Yeah, I would say the same thing about wanting um, or being comfortable being with Chappelle and being able to tell him things that I couldn't tell other people. Um, that was the main thing that stood out to, about him. But also just he challenged me um, and made me want to be better because um, he's a very intellectually minded person and likes a lot of different things, has a lot of different interests. There's so many times where we'll be watching something and it could be about anything and he'll somehow know something about it. And I'm like, why do you know this? Like, and he's like, oh, I, I was uh, reading an article about it the other day randomly. And I'm like, of course you were. <laughs> um, but it just made me, you know, want to... Um, pursue other interests and just expand my horizons. And, um, yeah, I just, I still really love being around him and I consider Chappelle my best friend. So, um, that was, <laughs> that was the draw. <laughs> How beautiful, right? Where both are saying the strongest piece that you both could really appreciate about each other, especially in the, in the beginning of your relationship and your finding of each other is being able to be yourself. And I think in this world, there are often many images and boxes that either we believe that we have to fit into or people have put us in. And it is yeah. so refreshing when you can connect and choose to be with someone yeah. you feel your most best self with. <laughs> Um, and that that's beautiful because not everybody can find that and, and not everybody is in that. There are a lot of people who are in relationships pretending to be someone that they're not because they believe that that image matches whatever their partner wants or desires or believes them to be. So I, I, I love that, that you get to just be your true self and be comfortable in that. Um, yeah. So I have a quick question. Uh, we're going to yeah. ask like a little, a little spark, a little fun and funkiness to this, right? So the two of you, right? You go out and you're at the same shindig together, right? And the DJ is playing some tunes, right? Would the DJ play and the both of you know to go to the dance floor? What song would that be? There's, <laughs> there are a few different there, songs. There are a few. Okay, give us two. One of them would be Genuine Pony. Okay. Uh, <laughs> one of them must be um, Poison. Poison, oh, definitely. Okay. I love it. Y'all are like old school. I love it, right? Yeah. So go out yeah. there and bust out those like, moves. 97 heads, like, yeah. definitely. Um, um, oh, Mary. Mary J, yeah. I could be Are a you... police in a car, and this has happened. And... I have seen her wake up. From a coma in the back of a car with Mary J and like jumped in like didn't miss a beat. I it was love it. Real love in particular. Yes. <laughs> and you just what get you, up, start dancing like Mary. What you hear the drum, the drum sequence. That's all right, you exactly. need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, I love it. I love it. I knew, you know, I I knew when we we were writing this question, I was just like, I know, like, if Lauren doesn't say real love, I'm going to feel like I don't know Lauren. And I'm going to feel really disappointed in myself. So I'm so glad that that's one of the answers to the question. Um, (laughs) So thank you guys for sharing that. Um, I guess, you know, we've been spending so much time like with our families and with our significant other and with our children. Like how have your views on quality time changed? Like you guys shared how much you, you, you love about each other and that you are each other's best friends, but you know, how has that impacted just being together 24 seven? for nine months? Well, I mean, I think that there are times in the day. Well, I think that because now we have a child, (laughs) um, so much of our day becomes about him. Um, And so that becomes our focus. You know, did he eat? Did he nap? Did he, you know, oh, we need to take him outside for a little while. It's a nice day. Um, Did we give him his vitamin D? Did he poop today? Like, you know, just so that becomes kind of, that's become our main focus. You want to take it for a second? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come here, boo. He wants to be in this conversation so badly. That's become our main focus. Um, So we don't necessarily get to spend the quality time with just each other. So it's not like nine months, oh my God, I'm sick of this person because so much of it now is about our son and making sure that he's okay and just trying to enjoy these months with him where so much development is happening. And, you know, you know, we've already blinked. I feel like, I mean, in some ways it doesn't feel like that because of quarantine, but in other ways it's like, Oh my gosh, we have a kid and he's one now. Like it just feels like yesterday that we had him and watching him hit these milestones. So it's not like we're sick of each other or I wouldn't say that I'm <laughs> sick. Of each other. I would hope not. <laughs> um, like we're stuck in a house, like, uh, at, you know, for nine months. Um, if anything, it's nice at the end of the day, when he, Kamal goes to sleep and we can just have a conversation with each other again and it's just the two of us. And, um, like, that's nice. Or yesterday we were watching Netflix after he went to sleep and it's nice to get that little bit of quality time with each other at the end of the day. And, you know, I've missed it <laughs> in some ways because for 13 years it was just the two of us and you know now it's the three of us and I'm glad it's the three of us but it's nice to have those moments where we can still reconnect uh you know just Chappelle and me um yeah I would I would say the same thing um I think very early on um we were sort of fortunate enough to know that we wanted to be together for the rest of our lives and very early on, I knew like she was a person I really, really wanted to have a child with. Um, so I was excited and looking forward to the prospect of being a parent with her. And 
I mean, like, it's been incredible seeing her as mom because I had spent so much time imagining what she would be like as mom. Um, so I think it's it's easy sometimes, as you can see right now. <laughs> um, I don't want to say get lost in that because it's not you're not losing something. Um, but it is definitely nice to at moments remember like who she was or who she is rather as a woman and like as my wife outside of outside of mom. Um, even if it's only for an hour or two <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and like I feel like it's it's weird because as as stressful as pandemic quarantine has been um a lot of those pressures have been mitigated by the fact that these are all new experiences period um right like we don't know what it is to be parents without quarantine stress really um so in some ways it's been really difficult and really hard and at times depressing and challenging in ways um you don't you're not necessarily prepared for. But I mean, also so much of it has been his first steps and his first words. And, you know, the first time he could eat spoon food and the first time he turned over and his first doctor's appointment and how big he's getting. Yeah. So yeah, so much of this has been punctuated by brand new parent stuff. Um, It's kind of hard to discern like, sort of where the quarantine struggle is and where the we have this whole new thing in our life is. Um yeah, that makes sense, right? Because there's these two brand new experiences happening simultaneously, right? And it's like if you don't have the experience to pull from, you can't say, you know what? I remember the last time I was in a pandemic. That's what we did. <laughs> the last time I had to take care of this baby, but I didn't have any child care because it was closed down because of the pandemic. You don't have any history, right, to pull back from. Um, and so you're trying to navigate and figure it out all on your own or together, right? And so I think one of the things that you both brought up is that some of it has been like a little challenging. How have you found yourselves overcoming some of those challenges, some of those rough spots? What do you both uh lean into and not just each other right but what do you lean into kind of manage through those challenges um well i really enjoy (laughs) baking and cooking baking more so than cooking so um i made scones for the first time um and then i made this blueberry lemon cake um i don't remember i think i just found the recipe and i made it and it turned out really good. And so I made it another time after that, like the next week, I feel like. <laughs> and we were just going in on this cake. And I made a few other things for, you know, our son's first birthday. I made um, a carrot cake with cream cheese frosting. Um, and I just enjoy doing that. I've been trying to work on this knitting this sweater for him, but. It is going nowhere, but I've been trying. We took a really long walk to the yarn store because we don't have a car. And so it was a nice day. It was back um, in summer. It was still summer. Um, And we walked all the way um, to like Windsor Terrace to get um, 
the, these needles so that I could work on his sweater. So that that's something that's a stress reliever for me. I mean, not really right now because it's not going so well, but in general, it's something I enjoy. So I'm trying. <laughs> so I try to find time for things like that. Um, I've only read maybe four or five books since he's been born, but I'm trying to get back into reading too. Um, and just finding some downtime um, where I can do things to keep me a little sane and things that I enjoyed before quarantine and before I became a mom. And, oh, I don't enjoy this, but it's necessary. I started exercising again. So, you know, he enjoys that, but he'll, he'll talk to you about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, one of the she really switch off with the baby, and that's what we'll do. <laughs> one of the really sort of like <laughs> curious aspects of this is, you know, our son was born, and I've been a personal. I'm sorry, I've been a personal trainer for a number of years. Um, and I was set to ramp up, right? Like we have this new financial challenge in our life. Um. I was going hard, trying to get as many clients as possible. I had just gotten a new job at a gym in Midtown. So that's what my focus was. And then everything sort of came to a stop. And as stressful as that was, it gave me an opportunity to be home in a way that I wasn't going to be. Um, and I'm appreciative of that. And it also gave me a moment to like really reflect on what I want out of the rest of my life, as opposed to just how to meet immediate financial challenges. And like, I took the LSAT, uh, I'm taking a GRE in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm in the middle of the application process for law school. Um, yeah, just really, really rethinking what it is that I want. Um, and taking the opportunity to focus and to work towards dreams and goals that I had sort of accepted were going to be deferred. Um, and thinking about what I want for him. And then in a lot of ways, like how can I better use my energy to contribute to the moment we're in right now? And I mean that sociopolitically, right? I mean that racially, and think about how I want to contribute to what sort of a world I want for him. And training was fun. I loved it. Um, it was something I've, I've been passionate about, but I know that's not the end goal. So yeah, I guess for me, it's been, it's been sort of a welcome distraction from some things to, um, to study and focus and read and write in ways. Um, that if I'm honest with myself, I should have been doing um, for some time now. Marguerite and I, we're life coaches. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about is shitting on ourselves. And so I say to you, Chappelle, is that it's not things that you should have done, right? But there are things that you wanted to do. And it just wasn't at its time. And how and now it has presented itself, right? But we don't want to should on ourselves, right? Because it's almost like we then didn't meet this particular expectation. If it's our expectation, we get to flex it a little bit and you know bring it to where we need it to be and and, and experience joy when it shows up at its time, you know. Um, I want 
I yeah. like that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, we got some cooking and we've got some baking and we've got some working out, but it also sounds like a lot of gratitude and appreciation for just being able to be with each other. Um, that, that, that sounds like where the real security is, is in this, this gratitude and this trust and this love that you all and connection that you all have with each other, that that's also how you're managing through this pandemic and this lovely young son that you have, right. That's just bringing <laughs> joy every single day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. Tried totally. Off her table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything you said. <laughs> Yeah. So great. Yeah. No. Um, no. That this sounds good, and I think one of the 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 keystones of of any relationship is is communication, right? And so there's been a lot of change. Okay, you guys are new parents. We're dealing with this pandemic and quarantine and all this stuff. In what ways has the way you guys communicate with one another changed? Um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it has necessarily. I think Yeah, I don't I don't know that it has. What do you what do you think? Um Yeah, I I feel like we've always been pretty open with one another. I mean, mm-hmm. no, it, I'll be honest, I think I think in some ways I've had to be um more open um i feel like like i definitely sometimes have the um i have the uh, the issue of being a black man just keeping things to myself right and trying to figure out oh i could sort through it on my own um don't be a liability don't be a weakness and right there's there's nowhere to hide <laughs> Um, when you're with each other all the time. So when I have those, those moments, I have to be a little bit more honest about it. I got to, I've had to allow myself to be more vulnerable and be like, yo, this is on my mind. These are the things that are bothering me. Um, just so that they don't become incredibly toxic, right? Because you're going to, you're going to express those things one way or another. So I'd rather just be like, yo, this is overwhelming right now. Um, and for me, a lot of it has been a lot of the stuff that's been going on around like protest and the election and, you know, the ramp up and state sponsored executions, right? Like those are things that I've found really overwhelming. Um, especially like thinking about how we're raising, you know, a little black boy. Um, and I think those are things that I've always sort of been honest about, but I've had to be more honest about the ways in which, you know, they hurt, um, just so I'm not walking around the house angry, or if I appear angry, like, yo, this is really what's on my mind, like, um, and that's been difficult, but I mean, it's also been, I think for me, at least it's been helpful. So, you know, even what you're bringing up about all that's going on in the world outside of the pandemic with the civil unrest, unrest, the the racial injustice, 
you know, the election that was going on that Trump is still not, you know, <laughs> stepping down. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Um, so there's that criticism that goes on in our outside worlds, right? And and then sometimes that criticism can show up in our own home and that criticism can be perceived as feedback or that criticism. How are you able to, and through your transparency and yourself, are you both able to receive criticism or feedback from each other? Because I think what plays a role right now is just the heightened level of stress, right? And so we're really stressed. And I think what we're also pointing out is that there aren't many places for that release, right? Whether, like you said, there's no way to hide sometimes. Um, there's no way to give that release. So sometimes we're keeping that bottled in um, and it can come home with us. How might you share what is experience, what you two have experienced around maybe criticism or feedback from one another? Um, I feel like we've always done, I think we both come from households that were loving, where parents tried to do their very best, but were also harshly critical at times. And I think acknowledging that for both of us has meant that we've always, we've never, we've never been like a couple to attack one another. We don't scream at one another. Um, I think we've always done a pretty good job of being like, yo, this is where I'm at. And this is where, <laughs> this is where I'm at. And this is what I'm feeling. Um, and I, I feel like we, we love and care about one another enough to, to be receptive to that. Um, and it's not to say it's perfect. It's not to say we don't get mad at each other. Like right. we get mad, yeah. right? Like. There, there are stretches where it's like, oh, you're not talking to me? All right, cool. Right? Like, I think that's everybody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like a lot of the past experiences we've had. Um, <laughs> have, um, have taught us to, to value one another enough to... Um, to in, in a lot of ways be self-critical but also to to say how you how you feel as opposed to like this is what you're doing wrong um right. i feel like we're more self-critical um than we are critical of each other and i feel because you know <laughs> i got him um being a mom, ah, sorry, you're seeing my forehead. Um, so you know, everyone can give you advice about being a parent, but how that experience is going to be for is going to be different for every individual. And for me, yeah, I expected it to be difficult in a lot of ways. And I expected it to be joyous in a lot of ways. And it is both of those things. Uh, but there were certain difficulties that I didn't anticipate. And I definitely felt, I guess, what you call mom guilt <laughs> for certain things. And um, I don't know if it was like postpartum, like feeling like very like emotional at times. Um, but it was definitely cathartic when I was able to 
express those feelings to Chappelle and tell him, you know, how I kind of felt like, you know, I wasn't doing as great a job as I thought I would, or I wanted to, um, and the things that were, you know, bothering me. And he kind of really helped talk to me and say, well, you know, do you love our son? Is he the most important thing to you? Do you get up with him? Do you feed him? Do you do this, that, and the third? And I said, yeah. And he's like, well, then it sounds like you're doing a good job. And I think you're doing a good job. I'm watching you. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And there's going to be times that you're going to mess up. There's going to be times that I'm going to mess up. Um, there are going to be times that we do things um, that anger one another in regards to our child. Um, but we have to be able to communicate with each other about that because, you know, he's the most important thing now. Um, so having that conversation with Chappelle was very helpful for me. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I always communicated with him about my feelings. I didn't have a problem with that, but, um, it was just a different topic of conversation that I never had to have with him before. So that was new. The The topic was new, not necessarily sharing my feelings, but it was definitely beneficial to get that feedback and to be reminded of the trust that we have and that when I am feeling anxious or what have you, that I can talk to him. <laughs> Which you know, I, I wish I knew, but it's just sometimes I feel like we need those reminders in our relationships that this person is going to be there for you. They do have your back. They're not going to judge you for how you're feeling. And so that was very helpful to me. Yeah, I, I, I was really stood out, though, is one sharing your past right, and, and being vulnerable enough to know where you both come from. And I think in any relationship, whether intimate or not, when we don't know where each other come from, we misinterpret and misread and we already have our own narratives. And then those narratives kind of come together and without clarity, we clash and we bump and we, we hurt each other. Um, and so for you both to know that you both come from maybe critical backgrounds, right? That the last thing that we want to do is criticize each other. So how do we create a space with one another that doesn't sound or feel anything like what we experienced growing up that we didn't enjoy per se, right? And so being able to do that is really powerful because some of us have been taught to be shameful of, of, things that how our parents maybe have raised us or how they taught about us. You know how we we're told what happens in our household stays in our household. Right. But we, we're learning more that those experiences really influence how we show up in the world. And if I really want to have a particular relationship or experience with my partner, I've got to be real about what I've been through, how that's had an impact on me. And then also be curious about what has happened to my partner. So that's powerful. And then I think the other end of it is just trust, man. I mean, we spoke to another couple earlier and just trust is everything. When you trust your partner's intentions, you feel safe. 
Right. Yeah. Jump out there more. Then you're not defensive and you're not so critical. I love it. I'm getting all excited. (laughs) (laughs) No. And one of the things I wanted to say about like Lauren, your response to the, to the question on, on criticism, you just kind of literally flipped flipped that question on its head. And like, one of the things I wrote down when you were, were saying is, you know, how Chappelle reminded you of your greatness and the good things that you were doing, how Chappelle acted as your cheerleader and your champion in the moments where you were feeling down or feeling empty. And here's your husband to pour into you and fill you up. And I I thought that was like really beautiful to, to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Chappelle, I don't know if you wanted to, to add anything uh, about, that question or tag on to what Lauren has already shared? Um, no, I just, I think, yeah, I think whoever you're with or whoever you're thinking about being with, um, I think it's a matter of like, yeah, like you said, are, are they, are they seeing you, um, for all that you are, right? And um and being honest in that, right? Like in your like I said, in your strengths and weaknesses and willing to Yeah, willing to affirm what your strengths are. Um and you know, also willing to to listen to you talk about what you feel like your weaknesses are. Or talk about what your weaknesses actually are. Um like I was thinking earlier today, um, when I knew we were gonna do this, this thought that was going through my head was like um generosity and gratitude, like they're sourced from the same sort of well, right? And I think it's a matter of like always thinking about how you can deepen that. Um to to be honest in appraising what's going on and being grateful for that. Um, and then also to be honest and understanding, like, we all benefit from somebody else's generosity and we all need to be generous. Um, right? Like, yeah, I think we just, we we just need to be better with one another, period. Whether those are intimate relationships or not. I just think there's a, a substantive lack of generosity of spirit with a lot of people. Um, and I think when that happens, it's really easy to, to take people for granted and to feel taken for granted. And I think the truth is like on a daily basis, um, you're going to be taken for granted at times. And on a daily basis, you're going to take people for granted at times. And I think the idea is to come back at some point and remind yourself of that and, you know, show how grateful you are. And also to come back at points and remember that, like, you're loved. Um, and to appreciate the ways in which someone is showing you how you're loved. That was, I mean, that's some gems. I mean, we're just getting all of these. Uh, uh, Marguerite, you already gave it a name. It's Couples Wisdom, right? And, and you're really just... 
wisdom into this space. So you seem to be really reflective um, individuals. Um, what do you look at differently now versus COVID? I mean, pre-COVID, if anything at all. Um, I think looking at statistics are a daily reminder of mortality in a way that you don't necessarily think about when things are good or normal. Um, so I think the constant anxiety to some extent about the health of my family um, has made me more deliberately appreciative of their health. Um, yeah, and deliberately more appreciative of like every day that's a good day. Um, and I don't want to like, I don't want to like sort of look at what's going on through like rose colored glasses, right? Like the circumstances we all find ourselves in are tragic. Um, and there's been an immeasurable amount of loss over the course of the last nine months. Um, that I don't, I don't think you can sort of like wash that away by saying like, oh, well, we all learn to appreciate one another more because so many people suffer, right? Like, I, I, I think there's something, there's something sort of like self-indulgent about that. But I do think like, I do think when, when things are at their absolute worst, um, you kind of have an obligation to, to appreciate what you have more. I don't want to say look at anything differently, but I think... I want to make a greater effort now to connect with people in my life who, you know, have been on my mind. And, and you know, sometimes there's people who you were close to at one point and then you get busy with life and you say, oh, I got to call so-and-so, you know, I got to go see so-and-so. I haven't talked to her or talked to him in however long. And you put it off and you put it off and you always think, that there's going to be a tomorrow. And uh, this has been a reminder that sometimes there isn't. So I have a friend from high school who had kind of been on my mind for a while before COVID. And I had seen her, the last time I had seen her was, uh, let's see, June. So two Junes ago, I saw her and we had dinner together. And then, COVID happened. She was one of the people I texted and I asked how she was, how her mom was. And then recently we started, you know, video chatting just to catch up. Cause we hadn't, we talked to each other maybe like once a year, you know, it had gotten to that point in our friendship where, you know, we were just living different lives and it was so refreshing to talk to her again. And it reminded me why she and I became friends in the first place. And even though we're very different in a lot of ways, which is probably a lot of the reason why we drifted apart somewhat, she's just still a person who I could talk to and not feel judged. And it was a nice reminder of that. And also just to see where she was in her life or where she is in her life and how she's doing now and the things that she's accomplished and where she's looking to go. Uh, so for me, I wanna be better about talking to people. And I think, especially in the beginning of quarantine, 
there were a lot of like Zoom group uh, conversations oh, oh, that was <laughs> a lot of Zoom conversations with people that we love and we're close to, but we weren't necessarily talking to them nearly as much, some of them nearly as much before this happened as we started talking to them after we were all shut-ins basically. So just trying to be more deliberate in the future with finding the, making the time, not finding the time, but making the time to talk to the people in my life that matter while they're here for me to talk to them. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think that was really, um, insightful because about how we just let allow life to get in the way of maintaining our friendships, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the people that we love. Um, okay. We're going to switch gears for, um, this, this last little bit. Okay. Um, and we have picked out some quotes and we're going to read you some quotes and okay. we're going to get your take on what they mean to you or how they resonate with you. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll do the first one. We've got, we've got three. All right, here we go. Our wisdom does not just come from what we learn. It also comes from what we unlearn. Yeah. So one of the things that Chappelle and I have been talking about a lot during quarantine and since becoming parents is our own parents and our childhoods and the ways in which we were raised and also our schoolings, Uh, the friends that we met, the teachers that we had, the impact that all of these people who helped to shape us in our formative years of life have left an imprint on us in some way, both positive and negative and what that means. And the lessons that we learn both consciously and unconsciously from those experiences and how it's both, how they both helped and hurt us at times and how as parents and also just people, right? Uh, Cause we also talk about trying to fulfill our own goals and our own dreams to be better parents and to be better spouses to each other. Uh, but a lot of that means learning to leave behind some of the negativity that we carry with us as a result of our upbringing, our teaching that we've had, whether they're from family, it's from family members or from actual teachers. So I think that's just acknowledging the and some sometimes painful lessons that we learned and how we want to do better for our son and how we want to be kinder to ourselves and let some of that pain go and replace it with confidence for example uh is something that we've talked a lot about with each other and I say we talked a lot about it during quarantine because we've had the time to talk about it during quarantine. 
And also just, you know, us being parents now and thinking about things like discipline, like what's discipline going to look like for our son, uh, schooling, what kind of environment do we want him to be in and just recounting experiences that we've had. So I think, yeah, there's the wisdom that you do gain from things that you learn that are helpful and also the wisdom that you gain from realizing the things that you've learned that you need to let go of that are harmful. Mm -hmm. I love what the universe does. You want to add to that, um, Chappelle? Um, yeah, like, you know, we keep talking about our own parents. I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, for a lot of us in our sort of like age bracket, um, our parents did the best that they could, um, you know, and they really wanted to impart certain lessons, um, that they thought would help us. And like I said, like having this sort of break from the routine, um, I thought about how much my father sacrificed to make sure that we were okay. Um, but you know, my father's ethos is like hustle, 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 hustle. Um, working hard for your family meant, you know, being up at four o'clock in the morning and getting home, God knows what time and, and not having the time and being exhausted and then transferring that stress to us. Um, and you know, I never went hungry. Like I always had clothes and rent was always paid. So I appreciate that, but I definitely had to sort of unlearn in some ways what it meant to um, working hard for your family isn't just the grind, right? Like working hard for your family is a matter of also like working through who you are and trying to be an overall better person. Um, like I said, for me, like having the time to stop and think about really what I wanted out of life and what I wanted for a career um, as opposed to a grind was in part a matter of thinking like, you know, I'll be a better dad if I'm a more fulfilled person, period. Um, and maybe that means like the next three years, because law school is three years, maybe the next three years are really difficult in ways. Um, but the payoff will be like, I think I'll be a better person at the end of it. Um, and I think I'll be working towards something that I'm passionate about and matters to me in ways that will make me kinder and more patient. Um, and a better example for him, right? Like, you know, don't chase a check, chase something like actual. Um, chase something substantive. Uh, and that's the lesson I want him to learn. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. That's good stuff. All right. We have another one. Release judgment. Replace it with loving kindness. Release pressure. Replace it with care. Release comparison. Replace it with gratitude. What's your perspective on that? Mm 
I mean, I think in a lot of ways, the grass is always greener sometimes, right? Like, especially when you're most frustrated. And I think in those instances, you don't think about what a person is struggling with or what a person is enduring. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think... I think sometimes it's it's easy to to look at what's going on elsewhere, um, but I, yeah, you just need to remind yourself you don't actually know what's going on elsewhere. Um, you know what's going on in your own life. You know what's going on in your own relationship, and if there are things you want to be better, there, I think the first thing is appreciating what's good, and then actually like focusing on what. You want to be better in that instance, right? Um, yeah, there's no, <laughs> you're going to be miserable if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? Like, there's just, I don't think there's any way around that. Um, and I mean, look, I'm a person who thinks like pressure in some ways, like, um, encourages growth, right? Like, I think human beings need struggle, I think human beings need the uphill climb um but i think it can also be like poisonous um if you let it be just that um if you can't find a way to at times just sort of like sit back appreciate what you have and 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 also be okay with with the ways in which you fail at times right like um Like the, the, what's the word? I guess the ceiling's unlimited. Like the ceiling can go as high as you want. Um, and you're always going to find ways in which you don't measure up. Okay, so the last quote to think about. Um, not every day is what you think it is. Be extra loving if you can. I think as I get older, uh, I try... It's easy to do with Chappelle for some reason, like even more so than my parents or my brother to just talk to him and tell him that I love him. And I try to make a point of doing that every day because I do think that it is easy to take someone for granted and that we don't know what the future holds. So I would like to, and this is, I guess, referring back to an earlier question that you asked, I would like to make that effort with other people in my life, to, with other people in my life as well, but I try to, at least with Chappelle, tell him every day that I love him because I just want him to always know that. And especially when you've been with someone for a long time, it's easy to maybe at times feel like you're just going about your day, you're in this routine, but just to kind of take a moment and reflect on your relationship and what it means to you and to let that person know what they mean to you. Because, I mean, the goal is to be with them for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, 
I, I try to take that time and do that. For you. Um. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, um, I would say like, you know, on a in a long enough timeline, there are gonna be a lot of bad days. Yeah. Um. And I think it's right on good days. It's easy to be reminded of <laughs> of why you're here and what you're doing. And on bad days, it's easy to get lost in that. Um, and I think you like you want somebody who you can spend both of those kinds of days with, right? Uh, <laughs> um, you want somebody who you can share the the burden of a bad day with, and you want somebody who you can celebrate yeah. um, the good days with. And I feel like in order to do that, like you know, every day is got to be at some point, like, yeah, loving someone deliberately. Um, and, you know, there's that whole science of, like, if you smile on purpose, you will tend to smile more often. Um, like, I'm not one for, like, for like full optimism. Um, but I think there are things in life that are habits, and we need to practice those. And like, yeah, telling people you love them, I think, is a worthwhile practice. And showing people you love them, I think, is a worthwhile practice. Um, yeah. That was well said um, in regards to the, the faux optimism. Um, Yes, the full optimism. That was that was Kane, y'all. Kane was was asking for Lindsay. Um, <laughs> um, um, no, I think it was you know very in insightful in terms of you know what you just said. You said not only tell people that you love them, but show people that you love them. Right to so love as a verb, um, yeah. and and what comes along with it, and the the actions that go along with it. Um, just one last thing to close it out. Like, thank you guys for, for being with us, for being parents and juggling Kamal and the phone and working with us here. Um, what is like one thing, like if you could give like one piece of advice to other couples that, um, you know, are, are struggling with communication or just finding their groove, like because of the pandemic, what would you offer them? I'll affirm the love you have for a person. Don't don't take for granted that they know that. Um, right? Don't take for granted that you show it because you think you do. Right? Like, um, like I think be genuine in that. Like, be be loud in that. Sometimes. Um, also, the thing I would say is, and it's going to come across as sort of ironic after the conversation we've had, is like. Yo, be honest with yourself and them about what this is. And I say that because me and Lauren say every day, um, people who don't want kids shouldn't be judged for not wanting kids. Yeah. Um, because of the amount of investment that it is, it's like, if you're going to do this, you damn well better really want to do this. Um, and if you're going to, like, take precious time out of the limited time we have in our life 
to share with another person, um, don't do it just because. Do it because you want to be there. And if you want to be there, then put in the effort that shows how much you want to be there. And also, to that point, if you really want to be with that person, then you need to always take in con- into consideration their feelings when you want to express something that's bothering you. Um, don't let a moment's anger or frustration lead you to say something or do something that you're going to regret forever. Um, I think that that's important too. You need to get what you need out of a relationship and you need to communicate that with your partner. But you also need to be thoughtful about well, what do they need in the relationship and honest with yourself about whether you're giving your best to give them that. And especially, and I think part of it is also, it's about faith. And I don't mean faith in a, in a religious sense. I mean, faith that if you believe in the relationship that you built, that you can weather whatever storms come along with it if you're willing to put in the work, like Chappelle said, to weather them. And don't throw it away (laughs) because it's hard in the moment because there's going to be a lot of hard moments. A lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) but when you get to the you know but when you you are able to go through those moments with that person and you come out and you still have that love and you still have that trust and you still believe in the relationship that you built then it makes the good moments that much more enjoyable He agrees too. Come, baby, come on, agrees. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much. Like, um, I'm so glad that you guys could take the time and make the time to join us today. So I appreciate it. And again, like just juggling all the hats you were wearing to make this happen. I'm so appreciative. You know, I love you guys um, from the bottom of my heart. Now. After you just heard their story and a little bit from their son, you can only imagine what it is like to try to not only manage self, but also manage well-being of child, also thinking of future. Um, That was all, they really had me thinking about just what pride a parent has um, about their child and the role that they have in their child's life. Now, I can't say I access that every single day when I'm out there parenting, but I can say that I admire that that was what I experienced uh, talking with them. You know, what really stood out for me in that conversation was their ability to, to see each other and strip out roles I think Chappelle was talking about seeing Lauren as Lauren and not a mother and seeing her as a wife and being able to 
see her in the many different roles and responsibilities that, um, you know, she assumes. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting and can also be really powerful because sometimes our perspective gets shift, shifted or muddied if we just look at people with one in one way and with one hat on, oh, you'll always be mom or you'll always be my husband and not really look at these people in totality. Um, so tell us what you thought about this episode, the previous one, and even the first one. We want to know. And what else should we talk to people about? We've got more episodes coming that are going to tackle um, the folks that are single, the folks that are dating, the folks that found love during the pandemic. So you don't want to miss out. So hit that subscribe button and follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. Thanks for listening.